I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was watching it actually from a bar in St. Louis talking to Bosnian soccer players while eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> so it was actually very entertaining. And uh, how was the cheeseburger? It was actually really good. Burger, I'm really hungry right now. You cheese curds. Uh, it's, it was just very cheesy, very good. <laughs> very cheesy yeah. and good, just like you, buddy. Yeah, well. <laughs> you didn't get much argument there, man. Anything to shake this, but I'm in my football team's got me drinking. That are you or are you not tingly yet? <laughs> I am never going to respond to you asking me if I'm tingly. Well, if this game doesn't get you tingly, then I don't know what will get a human being tingly. First place versus second place. Good guys versus bad guys. Good versus evil. Good versus evil. Objective evil, Seattle is. They are green with envy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, Chad, we have Chad here again. He has joined us once again. That is him giggling at me making fun of Thad. I'm going to get he- their names straight. It's hard saying Chad and Thad. Wait, are you making again, fun but... of me? What? Hell with you, man. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back again. And only one week between visits instead of uh, two years, something like that. That's pretty awesome. Two years. <laughs> I told you we'd get you back on. We needed our we needed our expert. You wrote the preview for the Seattle game, so we needed an expert here. Here he is. And I guess Greenwald is just ignoring our invites. We keep trying. I don't know. He's not responding. I don't know. I guess he doesn't want to come on. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Did you email him like today? 
That's a pretty low bar for an expert, by the way. I, I agree. <laughs> like I, I write a preview by just Googling everything. <laughs> because Thad has not locked down someone recording us an intro yet, we're working on it. We're going to have someone cool give us a Shades of Blue intro. But so because we haven't done the yet, I guess I should give us a quick one. Cody, Thad, and Robert, as always, from the Blue Testament. And Chad is visiting us, another mainstay of the Blue Testament. This is the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. And as I said, Thad is going to get us. He's locking down a cool intro recording, I hope. And Until I do, we should uh, just find a way to get Vermees to say all the different words than the right you know, the shades of blue soccer show and we could just cut it together. Yes. Yeah, so just there shades we go. Of I, blue. Just over, over one month period, ask him random questions. Like what at, at the end of a game, what color was the sky during the game? today? <laughs> <laughs> well, how do your feelings, are they feeling blue? You know, maybe we could just work the word shade in there. Some, somehow, yeah, I don't know. The shades part is probably the hardest one to get him to say. I got to admit. No, just ask him what a different word for sunglasses is. Yeah, actually, why don't, why don't you come to the press conference and ask that question, and we can try to keep our credibility a little bit. I don't ever ask questions, so those should definitely be my first ones. Yeah, at my work, we actually challenge each other to work in certain words with customers. <laughs> I dare you to work in this word. <laughs> we like, we uh, used like, to uh, try really hard to get Aurelian Collin to say the word focus with his accent. <laughs> hmm, I wonder how that turns out. Hmm. Can French people not say focus? They can say it. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like that word. His phrasing gave it a little more R rating. Right, right. I thought you were going to say je ne sais quoi. You know, let's work that French in there, right? But we got your Spanish accent the other day. You don't want to give us a little bit of your French as well? Not with that word. Okay. <laughs> Seattle, let's give our fans, our fans, our listeners, people that are begrudgingly listening to us, a little background on the Seattle Sounders. I guess we did have a game against them in July. It hasn't been that long, but uh, let's give give us an update. Chad, you you wrote the you wrote the uh, preview. Give us give us something from the team here. Who should we who should we be watching for? I mean, I think you got to watch for Raul Ruiz, but does the guy even play after they played in the League's Cup on Wednesday? Grueling game, lost late. Uh, I, I would think he would definitely play, but maybe he doesn't start. Maybe he comes off the bench if they can play ugly and keep it close until he can come nick a goal. Well, that would be a jackpot because he has 14 goals on the season, and the next closest is Freddie Montero with six. So he is the majority of their action. Yeah, yeah if, if you could just man mark him out of the match, I think someone said that in our comments, like, and just take your chances with everybody else, you're in pretty good shape because there's no one else. I mean, the third highest score is Brad Smith, who's their left back. It was part-time left back at that because Jimmy Matranda battles for those minutes. Yeah, and Jimmy, speaking of Jimmy, had like the goal of the season. That was this year, wasn't it? That was. It was a banger. I could not believe. he. I guess he, he did it a couple times for us, but that is the goal that... I waited for years to happen that I jumped up out of my seat every time he was about to take, take one of those rips. Like I just, I was waiting for that to happen regularly. And I just, it drives me insane. He did that against the sounder or for the sounders. He did that in every game. Sorry, Chad. 
Well, yeah, he, he, he definitely did. Like he had, I mean, he was pretty good about putting them on target for the most part. You know, some everybody misses wildly occasionally when you're hitting them that hard, but he had some screamers, you know, absolutely for sporting. You remember yeah, the first was, game he came back from his injury? He hit one off the bar just like that. Yeah, that would have been sweet. <laughs> well, the, the thing that I always remember about it was they would, they had a set piece, a corner kick designed to float the ball out to him on the far post, like at the top corner of the box, to where he would volley it in the air, a corner kick across the field. Like it was literally designed for him to just swing at it out of the air. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But he would, you know, we we could always see him doing stuff like that in, in training. So it wasn't even that crazy. Yeah, I just feel like all of his goals are actually spectacular. It wasn't just that one it was like everyone for sporting was pretty spectacular too he didn't just have tap-ins so are we gonna get a, a a chance to show him some love is he gonna get on the field he did sub off early against uh club leon on wednesday so it's a possibility that he would be available to play uh, you know you would think he'd at least get to come on as a sub he, he's an attacking left back for sure as we all remember he'll he'll probably come on with Rui diaz to in order to set up a goal yeah, let's that, hope the game's so out of hand they don't even waste putting them into the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. Okay, so I, Chad, I, Chad, you predicted a three-two shootout. What the what are you thinking, man? Yeah, so I, I as I walked up to the prediction part, I basically talked everything against there being a high scoring game. But <laughs> yeah. but here's here's my logic. Here's my logic. Well, first off, it's just you know, classic fandom. I just want things to happen, you know. But then secondly, if Sporting can score early, then I think there's absolutely a possibility that a lot of goals go into the net. And Sporting could leak goals sometimes, right? So they could let Seattle back into it. You saw last night, Seattle got down 3-1, and then they battled all the way back to 3-2, that late kind of ugly, weird deflection goal. But whatever, they were in it. They were creating opportunities. No, I just hear you being afraid to to make a statement. You want to have all your grounds covered so you can be like, see, look, I was right either way. Have you ever read one of my previews? That's exactly how I write them all. <laughs> oh, you're giving away your, your secrets of your trade here tonight. Be careful. He's on it, man. Gotta give him credit. Yeah, I mean, Chad, I agree that uh, the first goal is going to be critical. I mean, if Sporting doesn't score the first goal, I think we could be in a world of trouble. Uh, if Seattle goes up, yeah, we're it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. But if we do go up first, um, Seattle's going to pull out and push up more, and uh, yeah, we could find another one on the counter ourselves, and uh, it could it could explode. Yeah, I agree 100%. If they score early, it's going to be bad. It could be ugly. It could be hard to watch, right? Just putting 10 guys behind the ball most of the game, except for your striker. And that's a possibility because we're going to give up a lot of early goals, but I'm hopeful because you saw how sporting played against Minnesota. And I tweeted like, I don't know, once it was two, nothing. I said, this is why teams bunker against sporting Kansas city, because when they don't, that's what, that's what the team wants, right? They want to pick you apart. They want to play out of the back makes us nervous sometimes because they're playing from so deep, but if they have that space, they'll carve you up and pass through it. It's just a matter of finishing the chances. And they finish at a pretty high rate compared to a lot of the league. Their expected goals was under two against Minnesota, and they got four. Yeah, they and it, they may not even need to score a goal first to bunker. <laughs> they may just come out and do that anyway because teams for years have just seen that it is effective to do that, that against them at home. So 
Well, that's pretty much Seattle style, though, is they just sit back and they do that at home. They do that against everybody. It's not just sporting. They're they're going to sit back and counter, and they do that well. I mean, Vermees talked about it a couple days ago that that's they're very comfortable with just sitting back and absorbing pressure. Ah, uh, yes, they they do that well. Being objectively evil is that what the Seattle Sounders do? I agree. Yes, you're so <laughs> smart, man, Bob. I still think they're evil. Yes. <laughs> Now, they haven't been scoring a whole lot recently, but if you look back at their schedule, uh, they had three games in a row on the road. They beat Portland. They beat Dallas. They beat Columbus. We know how good the road record is. So, yeah, that's their bunker style. And now they, they are coming off two straight losses here. Thankfully, RSL, another objectively evil team, did something good once in their lives and helped us out, beat Seattle. Ruined one of their games in hand there. So that was nice. And then we were talking about the League's Cup here before we turned on the mics. And that was another exciting loss for Seattle. So let me ask you guys this. What do you think the record, the head-to-head record between Sporting Kansas City and the Seattle Sounders are? Chad's already looking. I saw him. He was already looking. <laughs> no no cheating. I don't know the answer, so I'm so just going to Google it. You asked me I, okay, but I just... I just want you to take a guess here. Right, so it's across all competitions. Since 2011, there's been 19 meetings. Okay, I'm going to say that sporting is ahead. By Okay, okay. Is that that's your general feeling, Chad? Yeah. By not a lot, though. And Chad, I'm not going to guess because I already Googled it and looked it up. Can I spoil <laughs> it? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Uh, it is a dead even 7-7-5. Seven, 7-7 seven, oh. five. Seven, oh. seven losses, 5 draws. Yeah, that's, uh, that was crazy just because in my head, it seems like they get the better of us. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, it better be out of hand there by the end. It better be out of hand just because I, I don't know that my heart can take Seattle scoring another 85th minute plus equalizer or winner against us. I, I can't do it. See, it feels like it happens every game. I, I yeah, think that's a for a while. Oh, you see, as old people, us old people like Thad and I, we always think about the 2012 you know, yes. Open Cup final. You know, we think about that and then we're like, oh, psh, we got them. Oh, there's just been so many just heartbreak of them. <laughs> what was that? Is that Brad? Uh, oh, man. What was that? Brad defender? Evans, former Brad Evans? sporting Kansas oh. City defender or no, 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 midfielder, not, not, never playing. The other guy. guy. The other guy. They had another big. Eddie Johnson? Eddie Johnson, Chad, who the Chad Marshall, my uh, namesake, Chad. Maybe it might. Maybe I'm thinking of Chad Marshall, but they did. They had a one one center back that just kept scoring goals against us. It seemed like they were all late winners. Chad Marshall, yeah, yep, yeah, Chad. very very good with his uh, head for sure. I, I will say, I think you're you're thinking <laughs> further back there, Cody, because um, that there was that run right where they were, oh stoppage time winners or equalizers or you know whatever the case were just heartbreaking games, but. Lately, Sporting have a lot of pretty good wins against them. I mean, obviously, the 3-1 beating in Seattle earlier this year. No Alan Polito in that game, by the way, which it's like, oh, what will the team do without Polito? But, hey, they put up four goals, you know, last weekend without Polito. Yeah, yeah, and get this. In the last six regular season – oh, this is home matches. Oh, that's why. Last six regular season home matches, 4-0-2 against Seattle. So that's quite encouraging. I'd like to thank Sam Cobson for all these stats that Cody's reading out of the By the Numbers article, I'm sure. <laughs> I right, do guys. my research, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can we talk about this? All I'm right. Reading so, articles. If Seattle bunkers, which they will, 
we tend to, especially if we get late in the game and desperate, start just throwing in crosses. We all know that doesn't work for us. So you're talking about Polito up front. Polito's the kind of guy we need up front instead of a Kyrie Shelton who can play in tight spaces, create spaces there, create something out of nothing. Um, so I'm hoping Polito's good to go. You would think he would be after throwing out the first pitch at the Royals. But I think Gotti Kinda is also a key factor there to break down a bunker. And again, I hope the impetus is let's go at them. Let's not just throw in crosses. Let's go at them. Let's carve out space with creativity and do it that way. All right. So you think Kinda's the key to doing that? I, I think, think he's a shallowy. Key. I think, I think it's shallowy. Key. No, no, no. I, I didn't say anything about Shallowy at all. I'm talking about Kinda and Polito. I think are very important that Shallowy, of course. Yeah. But not Kyrie Shelton. That's not his role. And we cannot keep throwing crosses in from the wings and hoping that's going to do it. I'm just saying, I think it's Shallowy is the key to that because he's the one that can slice the ball through uh, those spots, man. He can, but him, Shallowy. Kinda Polito, that's a pretty good trio right there. Can we add Cam Duke to that? This kid, if he can get in there, he's very creative. He's moving through those spaces. He's making runs that a lot of guys aren't making. Uh, if if the team's going to bunker anyways, having a bunch of possession, quick touch, little give-and-go pass guys up there, that could carve out some space. Could, yeah. Sidebar, my favorite thing that I've, that I've learned about Cam Duke this year Playing good, scoring great goals. What what a great find for Sporting Kansas. It's such a great help for Sporting Kansas City this year. Well done on the kid. Bright future. But my favorite thing is that they all that all of his teammates call him Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Just very casually, they just call this kid Dookie every time they see him. Can I give you a random fact that has nothing to do with Cam Duke, but has more to do with me? But kind of yeah. Cam Duke? So yeah, I hope it I hope it has nothing please. to do with Dookie. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with Dookie. Oh, thank goodness now. Um my middle name is Cameron and my little brother's middle name is Christian. So we got that Christian Duke, Cam Duke, you know, mm-hmm. Chad, Cameron, Corey, Christian. Right. No, just a very you know, tidbit. That it connected. It connected. Just more editing for Cody to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm leaving go that the one outtakes. In. I'm leaving that one in. That was that was better than I thought it was going to go there. <laughs> yeah, right. that. <laughs> oh, you didn't have any any confidence he was going to come at us with a good with a good content there. How would he said it wasn't really connected, and then then I did connect it. That was a bad yeah. lead in. Well, Thad's talked to me for long periods of time in parking lots after soccer matches. He knows we can just drone on at times. So. No one can keep you in a parking lot standing next to your car is about ready to leave than Thad Bell. He is he is so good at it. You may have to go somewhere. And if you really did want to leave, you could be like, all right, man, I got to go. But it's good conversation. I'm, I'm not well, complaining. That's... I'm just saying he has this ability. You know, the old Midwest, it's like four times. You're like, all right, uh, I'm heading out. And there's It's like, just and good it's soccer like, oh, conversation, man. By the way, Chad, did you ever get in trouble with your wife for not leaving when you said you were going to? I was totally about to say the same thing. The only way I ever leave is when my wife will call me and go, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm talking in the parking lot with Thad. I'll leave right now, I promise. And then sometimes I don't even leave right then, but I'm safe because there's no way she's going to listen to this. That's what I was going to see if she did, man. Because I'm, I'm Sorry, she's funny. just trying to figure out when to say goodbye to who she's with. So, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Robert, wow. my gosh. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. 
This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So back to tactics. I'm going to bring this up because it's in Chad's preview. Um, the fact that uh, Seattle likes to attack down the right flank, which means defending for us is Martins, Shallowy. Does that scare you guys, or do you think that's a, something that plays into us? Well, my question about the defense, I guess I kind of not really answering your question at all, was about who, if, it, if Izzy is going to be back. That will change a lot there. I will say possibly, but I don't think he'll be starting yet. I think yeah. he's close. Uh, Vermees talked the other day about uh, certain guys you can ha- they can be out for a while and you can give them one day of practice and they're ready to go. Is he? He really wants to build up and make sure he's ready and stuff because every time he comes back he gets a little bit hurt. So I think he's just playing it super safe, getting healthy. Maybe he's and, next year. I don't know. I, and I asked that question not because I don't trust Ilya at center back. He's obviously performed admirably, done really really well. Sporting Kansas City has survived a few bad moments or learning moments as he's still getting used to the position. But the Seattle Sounders just give me this feeling that that's a team that will capitalize on a moment given up by a, by someone who's not a full-time center back. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I'd like to see, you know, Izzy into the lineup there because he's just so good in the air. He's so strong, powerful. You know, he's going to win a lot more headers. Ilya, I always say, is good in the air for his height he's only six foot and you know as a midfielder he's he's great in the air but then as a center back you need him to be a little bit better and if they are you know coming up that side and crossing stuff in you know Rui Diaz doesn't need any space it's he's ridiculous like he almost tied that game and at the death last night against Albion well thank you for saying that because I know my take didn't come out very strong because I felt myself about to have to say something bad about Ilya and and I really and I shied away from it. I I lost all confidence there while I was giving that take, but yeah, you you said exactly what was in my head there, Chad. I mean, I see what you guys are saying, but you also got to think about this. Is this the game to throw him into number 1? Number 2, the communication factor. Ilya and Andre know each other very well. You know, they got that going on and they've played together so much. Not sure this is the time you do that and you disrupt that. And God forbid, I'm sorry I'm going to say this because it goes against what I used to think. Would Peter put Ilya at the six if Izzy starting? I would hope not, but yeah, I wouldn't want that to happen. I think that's a good talking point because I think a lot of people assume Ilya goes back to play in the six when Izzy's back, and I just don't think that's the case. I think he's the third yeah. center back and he's the second or third defensive midfielder I'm, I'm not sure if both maori and uh, remy voltaire are ahead of him <laughs> yeah i think a lot of that will just depend on who they're playing though it could that's going to be a strictly first second spot there because some of it is going to be more about the ball movement than it will be playing defense so against a team that does bunker a ton do you want a guy who moves the ball better or do you want a guy who can track back faster yeah, I don't think I lose the ball better. So, I see it from an attacking standpoint, having Ilya move that ball better is good. But then 
if they are bunkering, you want somebody that can get back because they are coming on the counter. They are fast. Well, that also means our holding midfielders need to do a better job of when we lose possession, pressuring the ball right away, covering position right away. Hopefully that's what happens. Can I ask you guys a question then? I want to know who is the holding midfielder on this team? Peter said the other day that um, Maori, he is a six that can play the eight, and Walter, oh, Voltaire, oh, fine Remy, jar. Remy. Remy is an eight who can play the six, but I've liked Voltaire's play at the six better. Is it a needs more time for Maori, or what, what are you guys seeing? I think it's more time, man. He's He was thrown into that first game with not even had a practice. Robert, what does your dog think? She don't give a shit. (laughs) Oh, you have a dog, Robert? I thought that was you. (laughs) All right, let's get to some ridiculous predictions. (laughs) I think I've already got my ridiculous prediction out of the way. Three, Three two is not really ridiculous, man. Well, according to Robert, it was. And well, according I to your own research, depends who scores first. I'm gonna go four one. Woo! Four one. Who? SKC. <laughs> Shallow we with a pair. And he's um, scores some goals too. <laughs> they just need Colorado to not do anything. Also. Yeah, and then we have to go to Seattle. We already did go to Seattle. Yeah, we go again. There's a third game. Yep. Yeah. No, there's not. There yeah. is. There is. <laughs> uh, accurate partial information from Cody. As always. Oh, Cody, do you follow MLS, man? We're playing them a third time this year. I, that well, preview that you kept referencing you know? that I wrote, uh, yeah, that. it said it in there. <laughs> I skimmed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know how it is. At least you clicked on it. But hey, guys, the fans, the fans need to come out in full force. I'm a little tired of this, and I might write something about it. I see fans in other places besides the cauldron being a little lame, not getting into things enough, complaining too much. Get behind this team. It's an important time. Let's do it now. Let's start it Sunday. Let's be their 12th man. Yes, I can assure you the cauldron will not be lame because I will be there three sheets to the wind. (laughs) Does it feel like fans are not – as hyped for this team as they could be, they are in first place. They're one of the top scoring teams in the league. They've been playing well. It's like, but people still seem to be down on it. Like, oh yeah, they're not going to, you know, Chad, you're up. I don't think it's the Chiefs. (laughs) You were very animated. I thought you were going to say more. Um, I don't think it's about the Chiefs. I mean, yes, there's a certain thing about the Kansas City Chiefs are playing right now, right, whatever. But like all year, I've kind of felt it, right? And every time anything goes wrong, they're, they're hating on it. This may be the best sporting Kansas City team in recent memory. Going into the season, I would have never predicted that. But mm-hmm. Shallowy's on. Russell's turning it on. If Polito can just stay healthy and in the games, he can be fantastic. Like Kinda's maybe even like underperforming a little bit. Oh, if he turns it up just a notch or two, can you imagine what this team can be? And they're getting more in sync defensively. Oh, that's the energy I was looking for. Yes, thank you. See, I just needed to hype somebody else up. <laughs> All right, then I won't add what I was going to say. I was going to give an explanation, but okay. Oh, you're going to bring us back down. Yeah, do it. We'll, <laughs> we'll get back up. We'll end on a high note. Bring us back yeah, down. Go ahead, we'll go end ahead. On Come high on, note. man. Come on. All right. Well, I just think it's just overall cynicism with this whole COVID thing. You know, everybody's down on things, complaining about this and that, and every freaking place you go. 
Uh, I think it's part of that. I think his fans aren't convinced. They want to believe, but they haven't been convinced yet because we have been a little bit up and down. But um, I think just waiting for to believe, and I just hope this team makes them believe. I think it's years of having Sporting KC do well all year long and then crap out at the end. That's right. where I think a lot of this comes from. Is that That's what like, I mean, believe. Yeah, make, make us believe, guys. Nine mm-hmm. games left. Nine games. Anything to shake this